Proverbs 16.23, NIV. The hearts of the wise make their mouths prudent, and their lips promote instruction. Welcome back to this week's episode of Melanin Medley, where we have an extended medley. This week, I have a very special guest, my boyfriend, Ralph. Say hey. Hey, what's up, everybody? And this week, we're going to talk about what it means to steward over something that you don't even have any responsibility over. And we're going to get his take on it. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Let us pray. Dear Father God, thank you for blessing us with another day. Father God, we pray that as we once again invite another guest into Melanin Medley, that you just humble our hearts, open our minds, bodies, souls, and spirits to be able to receive what it is you would like to say in this moment. Father God, we've learned a lot in our Moving Forward series, but it doesn't help any if we aren't really applying what we've learned to our actual lives. So Father God, we pray that as we go throughout this interview, we go throughout this podcast, that you continue to open our hearts to other perspectives that other kings and queens may have about their moving forward journeys, and that you just continue to infiltrate the space. And it's in all these things we ask, not by our will, but your will. And it's in Jesus' name we pray and ask it all. Amen. Amen. Welcome back, kings and queens. How have y'all been this week? So... As promised, or not really promised, but I have a very special guest here today. His name is Ralph. So I've known Ralph for a little over a year now, and he's my boyfriend. We've been dating and going strong, but I really wanted to invite him to have some male presence to the Moving Forward series because there's a lot of Femi Fatal happening and we're all dropping tremendous gems. Inviting him on, I really hope he can give some perspective and context around what his moving forward season and journey looks like. So now let's go ahead and get started. Say hey, Ralph. What's good? What's real good? What's hood? What's goody? I like to say what's goody. What's goody? You see how he does me? But anyways, what did you think of part three of the moving forward series? Well, I thought this one was very informative. There's a lot of times where I'm listening to something or like I'm at church or somewhere and it's more of a, it's more of a reminder. Like we do Bible studies together all the time and most of the stuff uh, you talked about, we've had extended discussions on. Like you'll tell me a story and I'm like, oh, I know this story. Or you'll drop a gem and I'm like, oh, I, I heard you say this before. But in this episode, I was like, whoa, hold up. Who is this? I don't know who this person is, like, because I've never heard you say or talk about some of the stuff, like the Joseph story, for example. Daughter trials, the Lord was with him. I was like, no way. Where where'd she get that from? So when I first started this Moving Forward series, I was kind of unsure of where I was going to go, like what direction it was going to go in. And I don't know if I said this to you all already or not. This was really supposed to be one episode, but like through prayer and petition, of course, And even during like my personal time with God, he extended this into the full extent that it is now. And that's why we have people like Ralph and Faith and my sister coming on and giving their perspectives. Because at first I was just like, oh, it's just going to be one episode, like a dream deferred. But God like extended it into all of these things. And I felt like Joseph's story or God revealed to me in Joseph's story how powerful his journey is replicated in a moving forward journey. 
Like at first I've heard Joseph's story like time and time again in the church. They're like, oh yeah, you know, his story was wild, but you know, but God. And I'm just like, but God, what? (laughs) What do you mean, God? Like, I don't understand. When God put it in the context of the Moving Forward series, I was able to really get a grasp on what Joseph had to do with this whole thing. So, yeah. Yeah. um, There's some times where, like, after I heard the episode, where I'm doing something, I'm like, hold up, hold up, hold up. God is with me. Mm. Like, there's moments like that. So you saying stuff like that, it really stuck with me. It really resonated. Mm -hmm. And if it stuck with me, like, that little thing, I just imagine all the other things that you say that stuck with other people. And I think that's cool. Let's go back and replay that segment of God is with me, because I think that'll resonate with a lot of people. And I had to be reminded the day I made the decision that I had to move and all of that, that the same God that brought me into that season of stewardship is the same God that's going to facilitate everything that was there before I got there and everything when I leave. And when you're moving forward, it does not require you having to defend what God has already ordained. It does not require you to try to justify why you're moving forward. Joseph did not have to justify why he was running out that house. The enemy knew why he was running out the house. He knew why Joseph did not stay. The enemy knows why I'm not staying. But he will try to thread and corrupt and skew every kind of thought that may keep you grounded where you're supposed to be but the reminder is that the lord is with joseph the lord is with demon the lord is with insert your name no matter what moving forward season yeah listening to that back i could understand that in the midst of our moving forward journey we really don't feel like god is with us like god is with Mm -hmm. us enough to put us back in slavery and chains Mm. I, I'm not going back. It's bondage. Yes, there there is no bondage. Because what? The chains will set me free. Okay, it's the truth. Of- what is wrong <laughs> with you? <laughs> what is wrong with you? Anyways, anyways. Yeah, um, I really like the idea of God reminding us constantly that he is with us. Because it's really easy to forget. What really stuck out to me was when you said four times he was with Joseph. That mm-hmm. stuck out to me a lot. Like, not one time, not two times, not three times. Not three. But four. Both times. Four. Four. Four, four, four. four. Period. Jay-Z. I was thinking of Wendy's. Okay. Why would... Four, four... Oh, it is four, four, four. Dang. You got me. Jay-Z is what? Four, forty-four? I say four, four, four. Anyways, okay. Um, Why did that part stand out to you about Joseph? being or God being with Joseph four times like what's the significance of that for you because it shows that he's always there yeah I remember when I was applying for jobs right after college and you know I got rejection letter rejection emails all the time there was this one time where I applied for a job and they rejected me like three minutes later like that's that's it that's mad disrespectful I knew I was good enough I know I had the capabilities I know myself but when you're constantly not getting the results you wanted it's a reminder that in the long run he's still with you mm-hmm. and at the end of the day I, you know i ended up getting a job at the end of the day joseph got where he wanted to go mm-hmm. so when you think back to joseph's story 
What in your personal moving forward season causes you to be under someone else's stewardship for a season? So like in Joseph's case, he was responsible for Potiphar's house and stewarding over um, being like the top administrative person in Potiphar's house, right? But then when we think back to our own personal moving forward season, we forget where God has placed us or we forget what God is doing in our current season. So where do you feel like when you're current moving forward season, you feel like you forget that God is with you right where you are right now? It's I guess it's more being in your head. You're thinking or you're second guessing. Is this truly what God wanted me to do? And mm-hmm. I think that's where prayer comes in. We need to spend a lot of time with God. So I remember like applying. I was like, I went all the way back. I was like, did I choose the right degree? Ooh. Did I go to the right school? You felt that. When you're not grounded, you second guess yourself. Yeah, you brought up a really good point. I feel like, at least for my moving forward season where I currently find myself, I'm constantly second guessing if God is with me. Like there will be moments where I'm recording and you've witnessed this that I'll just be like, I don't think I'm saying anything that makes any sense. I don't feel like I'm supposed to be here. Even when I was going through that season that I talked about in the episode where I had to make the tough choice of staying or leaving the kids I'd been stewarding over, I had to identify like, look, God is going to be with them. And God was with them before they started when you were there. And he will continue to be there with them once you've left. As a Christian woman, I feel like, especially in my current season, I forget how present God is. Like God is with us right now. God is with us when we are about to make the worst decision of our lives. God is with us when we're getting the diploma handed in our hands. God is with us when we slotting into DMs. Yes, I said that. God is with us every single step of the way. And yeah, so it was four, four, four. Not five dollar foot long. So um moving on, what? is there anything else that stood up? <laughs> moving on, is there anything else that stood out to you about this episode? Alright, I got a couple of my favorite gems. One of them was when you said, You are blessed. Be a blessing. Oh like, hold up. That's that's another one of those where I'm like, who is this person? <laughs> like I'm used to like you you be dropping gems when we do a Bible study, but I'm like, hold up, this is this top tier. This is elite. E L I T E. Not elite. Elite. No, it's elite. Elite. Yes, elite. Okay, dang. In verse five, the blessing of the Lord was on everything Potiphar had, both in the house and in the field. But let's read up a little further at the beginning of verse five that it says, From the time he put him in charge of his household, that's Joseph in charge of Potiphar's house. From the time he put him in charge of his household and of all that he owned, the Lord blessed the household of the Egyptian because of Joseph. So when you recognize you're in your moving forward season, and especially if you're transitioning into something that gives you new responsibilities over someone else's stuff, you realize that you are being blessed to be a blessing. And these people see it in you. And you can't really comprehend why is the Lord putting me through this? If you get so stuck in your moving forward season and being a slave or being tied to someone else's dream or vision that has nothing to do with you, you have to recognize that what you're doing is blessing them and it has nothing to do with you. Another gem was when you said the enemy is persistent, but he hates to see a good steward. 
that happens all the time. Like, it's the moments when he sees that you are like achieving something or accomplishing something that God ordained, that God vision or God told you to do. That's when he wants to show up. Like I, I be telling you, or sometimes you tell me, then we works hard. But God works harder. Period. I told you the other day, Satan, he was working overtime on you the other day. He was. He was working at OT double shift. But guess what? <laughs> God be doing graveyard shift. He do. He worked 24-7. That's, that's that strong work ethic right there. He's like Uber. He's the 911 call. He the 411 call. He 411 pain before 411 pain. Period. Right? Okay, you know what? You don't have to hate all of my jokes. I'm really funny. Uh Cricket, cricket. You you hear the crickets? Look, look. No. You hear that? You hear that? That's crickets. No, it's not. (laughs) No, it's not. Okay. So, um, yeah. What were we talking about? I forgot what you said. Dang. Enemy is persistent. You see, he's distracting us right now. Because. He knows how good this episode going to be. He distracting us with crickets. It's because of all the puns. But yeah, I, I like that too, because I feel like that's something that resonates with me every single time I hop on the mic and every single time I open my mouth. Like, the enemy is quick to know how insecure I am about like moving forward through this podcast journey. Like, he knows that the moment I stop recording, I'm like, man, I'm tired, I'm drained, I can't. And there were moments like, there was one episode in particular where I was recording and he came up to visit me and I like came out the room, I was like, babe, I'm so drained. I'm so drained, like I I can't. And he was just like, it's okay. And he gave me a good hug. He's so sweet when he's not trolling me. So. Um, yeah, it's really good and refreshing and nourishing to know that no matter what, now he's trying to be sweet. Hmm. Um, it's really good to know that God is with me every step of the way. He's with every single one of you. He's with all of his kings and queens in Christ that are chasing after they're moving forward, regardless of the season that they find themselves in. Now, before we get too far into the episode, I wanted to point out an excerpt that I feel like stood out to me and one that really tripped me up as I was trucking through this episode. And it was the monkey wrench. What did you think about that? Okay, this was another one of those things like, who is this this creative genius monkey wrench? It sounded like that should be like a like a hashtag, like hashtag monkey wrench. Or it should be like the meme. Like I don't know. Something happened. This monkey wrench. I was like, "That's that's the that's genius." I don't know where we got that from, but it was not me. Who'd you get it from? The Lord. The Lord. The Lord. Lord, You know, he gave you that. The OG Trinity. You know, saying period. Mm -hmm. Me myself, I'm doing this Bible plan, and you know, I invited somebody into the Bible plan, and they didn't accept the invite. But you know, I was like, you know, that's cool. But at the moment, I was you know I was kind of salty. But you know, that's a monkey wrench. He threw that monkey wrench in there to try to stop me from committing or doing what God showed me what to do. Mm. But, you know, I still did it. You know, if it wasn't for the monkey wrench, I probably would have quit. I'd be like, nah, nah, I'm in my feelings. I feel like I'm in over my head. But, you know, you got to stay grounded. It's the reminders like that monkey wrench, the hashtag monkey wrench. Hashtag monkey wrench. Well, I'm like, okay, okay, okay. This is just a monkey wrench. Let me continue to do what God wants me to do. 
Okay, let's go ahead and listen back to that because when I was doing the monkey wrench part, I was like thinking of several scenarios. And even when I was listening back, I was like, where am I going with this? Like I couldn't figure out out what exactly I was trying to say, but let's go ahead and give it another listen. But what happens when you're stewarding well over something and there's a monkey wrench? You know what I mean? Let's talk about, here's an example I have. So you ever have your whole day planned out? Like your whole day. You know what you're going to wear, what you're going to eat, where you're going to go, who you're going to talk to, who you're not going to talk to, who you're going to avoid. Like you have your whole day planned out. And then someone throws a monkey wrench in it. Or what about those days where you wake up and you know you have your plan, but then as soon as you step out the door, the world has some foolishness to throw at you and you think to yourself, I should have saved my behind in the bed. You ever get those days? I get those days. I rebuke it in the name of Jesus how often I get those days, but we all have those days, you know? But what happens when you're after God, you're after what he's called you to do, you're after that dream deferred, you're after what he's moving you forward into, and there's a monkey wrench. While you're stewarding over something, something that's not even yours, and it comes to distract you. Yeah, so even listening to that back, I'm reminded of all of the monkey wrenches that were thrown my way this week. Lord knows that my first inclination isn't to turn to God and tell him how I'm feeling. It's to tell whatever the situation or the person that I'm dealing with how I really feel. But y'all, we trying to move forward from being ratchet Christians, you know? But even if we are, God loves us anyways, period. Uh So we are in progression, not perfection. So yeah, I really like the monkey wrench part. I did too. Like I said, hashtag monkey wrench. Genius. Is there anything else that you feel like from this entire episode you don't want people to walk away without going back and listening to? We kind of touched on it, but really, really, really remember that God is with you no matter what. No matter what season, no matter if you're down, no matter if you're high, no matter if you're like in the middle, it does not matter. God is with you. He's with us right now. He's with the person you hate. He's with the person you love. He's with your lost ones. He's with your loved ones. Any single person you can think of, he's with. He's omnipresent. Okay, I thought I was going to leave this part out, but I was just reminded. What did you think of Joseph's story overall with, as far as like Potiphar's wife lying on him? What did you think about that? I mean, like I was like, Joseph... <laughs> has the Lord gotten you into <laughs> like she's over here what trying to what they said he was handsome right or something yeah, like that he they was said he was handsome, handsome. Mm-hmm. so she's trying to sleep with you bro like you did the right thing but <laughs> I'm glad you stuck with it you listened to him and I mean me I'm a loyal guy I ain't looking mm. at nobody but <laughs> what hmm. what hmm. Hmm. But not everybody's as strong as me. But Joseph, you are. Okay, you know what? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Honest and truly, though, that was a monkey wrench. Mm -hmm. 
that was a big one. And the most important thing about it is that he did stay grounded. Mm-hmm. He was like, okay, God put me in this position, but let me remember that this is just, I mean, of course you didn't think this is a monkey wrench, but you're like, this is just a roadblock to what God showed me that has to go. Mm-hmm. And even though like I'm in jail, even though this wife's trying to seduce me, at the end of the day, God is with me. He was with me yesterday. He's with me today. He's going to be with me tomorrow. He's going to be with me forever. And I really think that's something that we should all try to remember and apply to our lives. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot jam-packed. I could go all day. But, <laughs> you know, we got to we gotta move on. Okay. I think they're tired of my voice. Okay. So, okay. Now we're going to switch a little bit towards some QTNAs. So that we can really understand who you are, how you are, why you are. So, thank you so much for speaking about that portion of the episode. But now we're going to move into the medley portion where we learn a little bit more about who you are. Before we get too far, who or what do you need to move forward from? And what is God moving you towards? I think especially in my last season where like, it was very hectic. Trying to go from being so dependent, I guess, dependent on like my mom into being more independent because her passing was very, 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 her passing was very, very hard. And it's like right now, I feel like I'm just trying to keep my head above water. She was the, it's like she was the glove to the family. She was the glue. And when you don't have that glue or you don't have that glove, it's like chaos, everything breaks down. So definitely my family trying to become more dependent. And I think personally, just trying to start this Bible plan. Like I'm trying to start this daily Bible plan thing where we read Bible plans every day. We just talk, we fellowship and, you know, you come as you are. You don't have to accept my invite. People already declined my invites, but you know, it's all good. I'm keep on, I'm gonna keep it pushing. But yeah, just, that's really my MF. That's my MF. (laughs) Okay. And then also, in tandem with the episode, what are some things you feel like God has called you to steward over in your moving forward season? Yeah, definitely this Bible plan thing that I'm trying to do. Then every Wednesdays, it's supposed to be 8.30, but we had a few monkey wrenches in there where we, you know, we do testimonies, we do fellowship. We do prayer requests. Um, we do all sorts of stuff. We do praise and worship. And we it's supposed to be 30 minutes to an hour. We just talk it out. Because I think communication, dialogue, like hearing how other people think and why they think that way is important, especially with the Bible, because we don't have all the answers. You don't have all the answers. I don't. No one does except for God. So just seeing things from a different perspective, from a different light, that's really what we do. Yeah, so it sounds like your Bible study group, of course, I've had the opportunity to be in the Bible studies a few times. Um, so just like having the opportunity to sit in on some of those Bible studies, like we're very intentional about not taking everything that God says with a grain of salt. Like God has a lot to say in between those 66 books of the Bible. Like he has a lot to say to us. And oftentimes we think that the Bible is really flat. Like this is the only thing that God has to say for that given season. Like we are not in 
BC or AD right now. We are in 2021. Like God is speaking to us about different things, but as we learn in church and as we learn in our own study time, God's word is alive, true, and actively working in our lives every single day. Or I'll say for you, when you're thinking about how God's life or how God is working in your life, tell us a little bit more about your story, like who you are, how you are, why you are. Okay, so um, I'm Haitian. If you don't know that, you really don't know me because I like to tell people as soon as they meet me, I'm Haitian. Oh, Lord. Um, I'm a middle child. No matter how you want to slice it, I'm a middle child. I got, I think it's pretty cool, but I got adopted siblings, biological siblings, step-siblings, half-siblings. But either way, I'm the middle child. I was destined to be middle. (laughs) So that's a little bit about me. I went to, oh no, I'm from, believe it or not, I'm from New York. I don't know why, but nobody never believes me when I say I'm from New York. Every time I tell people I'm from New York, they're like, no, you're not. (laughs) How are you going to tell me where I'm from? Like, do New Yorkers have a certain look that I don't fit or something? (laughs) I remember I was in high school. This girl asked me where I'm from. I told her New York. She's like, no, you're not. She proceeds to quiz me (laughs) on New York. That's not the only time that happened. Yeah, I worked at Ross also. Same thing happened. Where are you from? New York. No, you're not. Proceeds to quiz me. (laughs) Then I'm like, no, I'm from like this part of New York. She's like, oh, that makes sense. What you mean that makes sense? (laughs) Like, oh, I get it now. Like, I don't know. So usually when people ask me where I'm from, I sound from here. Rarely do I ever say New York anymore because I, I just try to avoid it. I, yeah. <laughs> so I grew up in Georgia, went to Georgia State, um, graduated 2019. Yeah, that's that's me. Okay, so can you speak a little bit more towards like what your spiritual journey looked like as young as you can remember to where you are now? Yeah, so I was born in a Christian household. My mom was in the choir. My dad, like way, way, way back in Haiti, he was in the choir too. <laughs> uh, grew up Baptist, went to church every Sunday. We were forced as kids as we grew up. It kind of became optional, but they still heavily encouraged us to go to church. I was saved when I was in fourth grade. I still remember that day. I was wearing a champion's hoodie. <laughs> <laughs> and they were just talking about, have you been saved, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, no, I haven't. So <laughs> I just stood up. Like, I did that prayer that they always do. Then I went over to the old guy. And old guy. He was old. I don't he was old. Okay, all right. I went over to him, and I forgot what he said, but yeah, that's basically how I became saved. I was baptized. I was 17. What made me get baptized? I just remember, like, I was just over, like, you like how you have a cup. And, you know, God's always pouring in your cup, but I just felt my cup was, like, overflowing. I was doing stuff that I never thought I would do. I remember we would... We had this youth thing, like, every Friday. And I remember just praying, like, out loud. I would have never done that before. And it was really that moment where I was like, yeah, it's time for me to go to the next step. So I went to baptism class, and I got baptized. I think, yeah, I was 17 years old. So then I went to college, and, yeah, I, I 
I went all the way back. Like, the, there was this one time I was working at Ross, and one of my coworkers asked me, like, what religion I was. And I told him I was Christian, then they were surprised. I did not, that did not sit right with me. But, you know, I still continue to go down that downward, downward spiral. Like, I wouldn't pray. I stopped going to church. I would work on Sundays. I was even a Christian. Like, I'm not even going to lie. I didn't feel like I was a Christian. And it wasn't until, unfortunately, when my mom, like I talked about her earlier, but when she was diagnosed with breast cancer, where I saw her faith, where my faith came back. And ever since then, I felt I have been on the right path for a while. Then I did feel stagnant. That is until I met somebody in 2020 who pushed me and has kept pushing me since. And I love where I'm at right now. Okay. Well, it sounds like your journey's been filled with, like, highs and lows, which is what comes with being a Christian, right? Like, God will take you through different seasons, but through each season, there's a little bit more that's added to your Christian arsenal. Do you feel like that? Yeah, and I do think every time you, like, reach a new season or get where you want to be, that's when you're attacked harder. That's when the enemy is more present. So it's, I wouldn't say God challenging you, but it's really a chance for you to grow into the next, next season, the next phase of your life. And you be, you can become the God-fearing person that he's always in, intended you to be. So moving to the next question that I have, just keeping on the same theme of your spiritual arsenal, what are some of the things that you do to get spiritually fit? And then the second part of that question would be, what are some things that you hope to add to your spiritual journey? Yeah, God talks to different people different ways. Some people he talks through dreams. Some people he talks through other people. He definitely talks to me through meditating, which I have got to get back to. But definitely meditating for me and through other people. I read the Bible plan daily. I know it's mentioned previously, but that's definitely what's keeping me consistent. The Bible plan. Yeah, also meditating. When I listen to like how, what happens to you after you fast, like you get clarity on that stuff. To me, that's the same way for me with meditating. I guess those intimate moments where God is telling me stuff or showing me stuff. Where God's showing me the right and the wrong. And that's where I feel like I'm continuing his path. What are some things that you're hoping to add to your spiritual arsenal? Definitely meditating again, but if I want to add something, it'll probably be fasting because I remember when we fasted, I saw... Okay, you got to speak on this. Y'all, this is like, okay, this is a sneak peek into our journey together. Go ahead and tell them. Yeah, we fasted back in September 2020 to the first week of October 2020. We fasted for a week. And it was difficult, but we definitely needed clarity. We needed God to be in the center of our relationship or our datingship, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> yeah, we definitely needed God in there. And we had questions, a lot of questions, but we didn't have the answers to. And that fast gave us all the answers that we needed. Boohoo answers. It showed me that this relationship was right, even somebody kept denying it okay okay and that one of the biggest takeaways i got from that fast was to was our relationship was different from everybody else Mm -hmm. if we wanted a god-centered relationship we can't have a relationship that's of this world we can't do this 
We can't do that. We can't do this and that. <laughs> okay, that makes sense. We have to do things God's way. And not necessarily there's a certain way for everyone, but the way that God wants it to work for us. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. Because I remember going through that fast, like, okay, y'all, we did not talk for a whole week. A whole week. And we had just met. Like, you know how it is those first couple of months when you really feel in someone and then y'all just stop talking. Or sometimes, I've, I've been a victim of this. Sometimes they ghost you, unfortunately. Or you cut them off. You know what? Nobody, no, you don't have to put my business out there. So, um, they like go forever without talking to each other. So for me, um, that was like the first time where it was literally hitting the pause button and being like, okay, God. I'm feeling him. He's feeling me. What are we supposed to do? And I would say that, would you consider that like our moving forward season as, as far as like trying to move from the culture, our past relationships and the projections of what relationships are supposed to look like in our case or what relationships are supposed to look like to the world and moving into what relationships look like in a God sense, in a God centered relationship. Yeah, that was definitely our MF season because it was like night and day. It really was. We were, I don't say we weren't close, but we were very, we were treading on thin ice. No, no, what's the saying? <laughs> Walking on thin ice, treading a thin line, something, something like that. Then after that, it was like, yo, we, I could, I could see now. Like, you know, like you were in a veil and it's like blurry. You don't really, like, see this person. Like, ooh, there we go. Ooh, I'm, it's coming to me. It's coming to me. Okay. Like, when you're married. Well, I haven't been married, but when you got a bell, you could kind of see the person, but you can't see, 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 see them. Ooh, okay. Mm-hmm. But then when you lift that bell, mm. that's when you could see, mm. that's when you can see your your groom. What your is bride. it? Bride? Your bride. Well, the bride can see the groom, and the groom can see the bride. See, I don't know this married stuff, but yeah. That's- <laughs> Okay. So that it was like before I met her. That's I was just looking through a veil. Then after that, the veil was lifted. I was like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So this is why you wanted me to be in this mm-hmm. datingship. <laughs> I see it now. I see it. Yeah. So I really, really do appreciate you speaking more. So like the things that you would like to add to your spiritual journey. Um, I feel like fasting is one of those things that I had to work up the courage to start doing. Like when we first met, like. I would call this man or I would text this man during my um, internship where I would be on break and I'd be like, yeah, you know, I'm about to do another fast next week. And he's like, how many times do you fast? <laughs> but there's a sense of spiritual maturity that comes with fasting that I know I haven't even achieved. And like our anchor scripture says in Philippians 3 verses 13 through 15, it says, no, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it, but I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. So for for me, it's not getting caught up in how great those fasts were during the time that I was by myself or how great the fasts are even when I first started dating him. It's more so looking forward to what God has in store for me because he was not trying to limit my spiritual journey to just fasting during that season. And that was the only vision he had for me. He wants to achieve that vision to take me glory to glory. He doesn't want to be confined and restricted to one specific season. So when I'm thinking about what things I would like to personally add to my 
spiritual arsenal is like fasting and being more intentional in my prayers. I feel like we have the tendency as believers to really get caught up in having these lofty prayers that aren't really speaking to anything that doesn't really show your heart posture. It's very performative to those that we're surrounded by in that moment. But I feel like God wants more of his people to humble themselves and pray and pray from their hearts. Pray so that God can really cut through the bone and marrow of who you really are. He's not concerned about you looking all put together for anyone else. And I feel like that's even something I've had to experience with this podcast. Like, I want to be perfect. I want to be able to say things specifically and how God wants to hear it. But God's like, I just want to hear it from your mouth. I don't care how you say it. I don't care if it's in Spanish. I don't care if it's in English. I don't care if it's in gibberish. I need to hear your voice because your voice in your heart truly reveals where you are in your spiritual walk. And remember, it's not a race. It's a marathon. We're constantly running this every single day that we wake up. We have the decision to make that. Are we going to surrender ourselves to God? Are we going to surrender our stewardship season to God so that we are able to steward over where God is taking me or where God is taking us? So I don't know why I just did that but go ahead you're a preacher so (laughs) we're just gonna keep moving forward um with being more intentional like we've already heard in some of our other guest episodes being more intentional about keeping god where he needs to be which is in every center of everything we're doing it doesn't have to be a romantic relationship it doesn't have to be a friendship it can even be with your relationship with god Is God at the center of your relationship with God or is a preacher at the center of your relationship with him? Is the Bible app at the center of your relationship with him? Is the Bible itself at the center of your relationship with him? God needs to be at the center of his own relationship because then if you're not in relationship with him, you're in relationship with other things that he created. I don't know why it keeps happening. (laughs) He's taking over. Yeah, he he got a lot to say. But um, yeah, I'm going to... Are you done, Father God? Are you need- okay? So the last thing I'm gonna mention is just like, what about when you're talking to me? Are you talking to me about what's currently going on? Are you praying these lofty prayers that are only concerned with the things of this world? And while the world is my heart, you are my heart also. You are my son. You are my daughter in Christ. And why can't I figure out what's going on with you? If there's anybody that you need to be raw and honest with, it's me. Because I can speak more to your situation than anybody else. I can speak more to that thing that has you hooked, line, and sinker into addiction. That thing that has you hooked, line, and sinker into not thinking that you are worthy and that you have to compare yourself to anybody else that is on their Christian walk. I need you to put your eyes back on me. I need you to seek my face. Because I can give you more clarity and understanding than any pen, paper, or laptop could ever give you. Seek my face. Seek my presence in all that you do. Thus says the Lord. Amen. That wasn't a prayer, but that deserved an amen. Amen. Yeah. I I, I don't know where I was. That wasn't me, y'all. So if y'all feel like y'all are getting yelled at, you need to talk to Jesus. Tonight, tomorrow, after this episode, I don't know. The last thing I want to add is I want to start praying in tongue. I know that tongue is the spiritual language and it's intimidating. It really is. It's scary. Mm-hmm. But I know, I feel like that's another one of the next levels I got to get to. Like, I know how to pray in tongue, mm-hmm. but it's being confident, talking in God in tongue. That's that's my next step. Do you feel like there's an instance in your moving forward season where God is telling you to get out of the way so he can be able to order your steps the way he always wanted to? Yeah, because I have a very big problem of not being in control. 
like not knowing that I have a very big problem with that. And with God, you never know, but God knows. And it's submitting that your plan is not the good plan. Your plan is trash and his plan is the best plan. I have a hard time with that. Mm. It's when I remember that he knows what he's doing. I just have to trust in him, have faith in him. It's like my problems just go away. Well, that's real. That's really raw and honest because, um, you know that saying where they say, like, if you surround yourself with a bunch of people, like, if you surround yourself with nine people who are the same, you're bound to be the tenth one. Have you heard that saying? No. Okay. I have a lot of sayings, if y'all haven't realized yet. And I think um, that level of control, like, a lot of people in my tribe have had to deal with that. But y'all let me know, kings and queens, like, what are some of the things that you feel like you're constantly trying to control and you're constantly trying to be like, God... Um, I need this, 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 and this to line up. And God's just like, no, I need everything to go wrong so that you can recognize that you have, that you can recognize that you are not in control here. So I want it all to go wrong because all things, not some things, all things work together for the good and honor and glory of God. And I don't think by any means of hesitation or any means of a mistake that God would ever try to put us in a position where we would not be able to benefit in some capacity from where he currently has us. Oh, I feel like we could both speak on this. What do you think people should move forward from in terms of relationships? Relationship-wise, I think people should move forward from being in a worldly relationship to being in a relationship that God wants for you. Mm-hmm. God doesn't want every relationship to look like this. He doesn't want every relationship to look like that. He has a specific relationship for you. And I do think that if you are struggling in your relationship or struggling to find a relationship or struggling to maintain a relationship, it's because you're chasing a worldly relationship instead of what God wants for you. I agree. I think when God is at the center, he keeps the score and he keeps the pace. He doesn't keep records of right and wrong. And I'm not just going to speak on romantic relationships. I'm going to speak on friendships and familial relationships as well. There are times in different seasons where we feel like God is um, not there, that we feel like God isn't present. But as we learned in Joseph's story, God is omnipresent. He's here, he's there, he's everywhere. He's not going anywhere and he's not going to leave you. When we're chasing after relationships, we're chasing after people who aren't really in alignment with where God wants us to be, we're chasing after the wrong thing. If anything, we are not in control of the people that we're born into but we're more so in control of what we do about that. And God is constantly in control because when we have our focus on him, we're allowing him to pace the relationship. We're allowing him to cultivate the ties that need to be broken off of us before we even got into the relationship or even some of the ties that we were born into. When we surrender the relationship to God and keeping him at the center, that means that we are inviting God into the relationship. We are inviting God to have a seat at the table and be the person that says, hey, y'all need to figure this out. Hey, I need to work this out of you. Because a relationship doesn't start with another person. It starts with yourself. And when God tells us to love each other as ourselves, he's not telling us to love as the world loves each other. He's asking us, how do we love God? How do we love ourselves? How do we operate out of the full capacity of our relationship with God? Because out of the relationship we have with God, it flows into every other relationship that we have with people. And it's a scary thought, 
to think, not just in romantic relationships, not just friendships, not familial relationships, but our relationship with God, we can't even give him control over because we think we have all the answers. So I agree with you. We need to move forward from as believers thinking that we have all the answers. We are in control of our relationships because God is in control. So do you feel like, um, I don't know why I'm going here, but do you feel like when you're thinking of Joseph's story, what it means to be moving forward as a man? Because you are the first male guest I have. What are something that you feel like a lot of men should take into consideration during their own moving forward season? One thing that he wants us as men to move forward from would be moving forward from not accepting women's help. Because if we look at it, most of the women are the teachers. Most of the women are the nurses. Most of the women, like, they're everywhere. But I don't feel like we accept them in the godly community as much as we should. I feel like there should be more women pastors, women. I just think they should be everywhere. Accepting their help has really helped me in my life. Shout out to all the women in my family, the mother figures. um, Baddies with the Bible, period. Who's helped me, guide me into um, where I currently am right now. And if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't be where I am right now. I wouldn't. That's a fact. Oh, now he said shout out to all the ladies. Yeah, you, my sister, what's up? (laughs) Okay. Anyway. All them. All them. All them. Okay, moving on. You want the shout out? Okay, I got the shout out. Thank you. My mom's friends, all them. Help me get where I am. Like, all y'all who drove me to Owana, all y'all drove me to Bible study, all y'all who drove me to church, all of them. All them. How you gonna shout out? You know what? Fine. I'll I can go all day. Oh. They get you. Okay. Um, moving on. So when you think about your life, not necessarily as a Christian man, not necessarily as a worldly man, what is your melanin MO? If you have to put it in one word. Oh, I'm a super chill person. I'm cool, calm, collected. Oh, that's four words. <laughs> I, would, I would go with collected. I'm very collected. Why collected? Because cool, calm, collected. I'm cool, calm, collected. I'm chill. I'm very patient. Like, okay. if I wasn't collected, I don't think this would work. I don't think... What's this? Me and you. Oh. Okay. I don't think a lot of the things where a lot of people don't have the patience for wouldn't work. Like I kind of mentioned earlier, my struggle to find a job. And the... I feel if I wasn't as collected as as I was, I would have accepted something that wasn't from God, like a job where, say it paid more, had this benefit, that benefit, or whatever whatever perk it had, but I wasn't happy, or I wasn't this, I wasn't that. But I feel like me being collected, cool, has gotten me to where I am today, and you know, I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be right now. I'm on the path God intended for me, and... Yeah. You let them know. I'm right where I need to be, period. Okay. So then, now on to the rapid fire section of our episode. Um, What do you do for a living? I'm in insurance. Okay. And then, 
what's your melanin medley and what do you do to grow? This is more so you already talked about your spiritual side, but what do you do to grow mentally, physically and emotionally? Mentally, I like to clear my mind. I like to play 2K. I like to play COD. I like to listen to music. When I'm not working, I like to write. Physically, I like to work out. Well, I do a little something. I don't like to be. I don't want to be too buff, but like I like the way I am now. Like just maintaining. It's very. <laughs> it's very. Um, I guess relaxing. Emotionally, I like to talk things out, whether it be you, my sister, my brother, my dad. Whoever it is, I like to talk things out, get their advice. What's something that's on your desk or in your bag? I like candy. I like I like Skittles. I like what well, Airheads have been going crazy right now. I've been eating Airheads all day. <laughs> What's something that you do for fun? I like to listen to music. Isaiah Rashad is my favorite rapper. <laughs> Josh dropped an album. It's fire. Oh boy. I I like listen to J. Cole, Isaiah Rashad, Kendrick. Those are like my big three. I do a little writing myself, poetry, mm. letters to the future. Um, Could you give me a little sample of what you've written? Because people want to hear what you'd be writing. Before he goes to bed every night, I say, if you feel inspired to write, definitely do that because the world deserves to hear what you have to say. And today, they gonna hear what you have to say. So... Go ahead. Let's hear it. Okay, this little poem I wrote. I was, like, just meditating, whatever. It just came to me. I thought, I think it's fire. But, mm. you know, here we go, here we go. Check it. Um, no, um, it's, 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 no. Okay. Can't, okay, yeah, thank I'm you. trying to be, I'm trying to be a rapper. No. no. Okay. It's not a rap. Okay. <laughs> There's a side of me that wants my science to speak. It bothers me like can it be the secret key to unlock. But talking's all too easy. It's the wisest that listens. My words stay in the prison unless I'm making a difference. And we all got opinions. Just stay true to your heart. My insecurities worry me that they'll pick me apart. It's pitiful don't pity me. Pain is purely an art. Mic drop, period. I love that. I love that. What'd you say was an art? Pain is purely an art. Ooh, I, that's... Get that tattoo. Like that alliteration. Pain is pretty. Mm. Love that. Need that. Okay. Can actually, my inspiration to writing, shout out to my brother-in-law, Remy. I remember that sit down we had and we're just chopping it up. And I was like, yo, you should write. And ever since that, I started writing and it was very relaxing. So shout him out. Aw, not shout out. Hey, Remy. Hey, y'all. Um, so... The next thing I want to ask you is, like, what's a music or song that you've had on repeat this week? This is actually an old song, but Nova King by Frank Ocean. That's been, that's been bumping. Nova King. Yeah, I don't even really like, like, songs. Like, I usually like rap, but I like that one. I've been listening to Isaiah Rashad, The House is Burning. Favorite song off there, True Story with J-Rock and Jay, right? It's somebody. J-Rock slid on that beat. Like, his flow was impeccable. My favorite song by him is 200, Warning. That song's so catchy, so addicting. That's vintage Zay. You know, shout the vibers. <laughs> so as y'all know, um, I was not specific about the song. So he has plenty, plenty of long-winded conversations about music like this man 
loves music. I asked him if he liked jazz. He's like, nah, I there are no lyrics to jazz. And I'm just like, but jazz, I feel, takes me on a journey. But, you know, that's just me personally. So I mean, jazz is all right. It just don't bump like rap. Okay. Do you have a Christian song, maybe? Have it by Mary Mary. Cause the chorus. It's, it's mad addicting. It's like one of those, like the early 2000s, like them songs, like, and have like those songs, it sounds like current music. And it's good. Like, you wouldn't even know that it's a Christian song. Like, you wouldn't know unless you like study lyrics, but like, oh, it's catchy. <laughs> Y'all can't see it, but he's bobbing his head over here. So that was all of my rapid fire questions for today. Do you have any thing that you want to like close out with like a melon proverb or any final thoughts you want people to walk away with when they think of your episode i want you to walk away with this be patient i mean y'all don't see the work that she's doing y'all don't see the heart y'all just see the finished product you don't see the work you put in the what it took four hours to edit you're putting in a lot of work and I just want you to know that this is what God wanted you to do. You know, there may be bad days. There may be good days. There may be days where you feel like quitting. But if this is what God wants you to do, then he will give you all the answers you need. He will walk you through it. He will show you every sign whenever you feel discouraged. And just stay patient. This will not happen overnight. It won't. But if you stay steady, pray, continue communicating God, you'll get where he wants you to get to. Stay obedient. Like I said, this is God's calling. You are very talented. I remember listening to your first episode and I was like, well, there's no way, there is no way she's this polished. But then again, this is what God wants you to do. So I feel like this now, imagine you in a year, two years, three years, you will touch a lot of people, you will reach a lot of people. And I want you to continue to push through it. If you need me to pour through your cup, let me know. I'll gladly fill your cup because this is very amazing. I am very, very, very proud of you. Thank you for that. I was not expecting him to even say any of that. So it means a lot to me that you're here. It means a lot to me that you took the time out of your day to just really pour into the kings and queens that listen to this podcast. But most importantly, thank you for giving me that gentle reminder that patience is a virtue and it's not something that you can just really put down, especially in a moving forward season, because we're drenched in imperfections. We're drenched in trying to be in control and we forget what it means to steward over the time that God has given us. And being a faithful steward is not easy work. Mm -mm. It's not. A lot of monkey wrenches. <laughs> a lot of monkey wrenches. But it's all worth it with where God's trying to take us. So <laughs> let's wrap this up with a prayer. Ralph, do you mind doing the honors? Yeah, no problem. Dearly Father, thank you for everything you've done for us. Um, we thank you for the supernatural experience that you have just given us. We pray that this message about monkey riches and stewardship stays in our heart not just for today not just for tomorrow but for the rest of our lives and we pray that you bless this podcast that you have placed in Danvers heart we see that you have a, a gift for her a plan for her 
And we pray that you bless every episode that touches people. And we just want to join in your presence. Lord, we glorify your name. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen, amen. Father, we actually finished our episode. How does it feel? Um, It feels good. Like, I'm glad I was able to be on your show. And I'm glad you chose me. I'm honored. This thing's going to be huge. I'm about to be famous, so... Famous. Yeah, famous. But I'm taken. So all you single people. Okay, thanks, bae. Until next time, kings and queens. Bye. All right, bye. Adios. Sayonara. Sac passe. No, that's... Cut that off. Say it. I like it. Sac passe. No, that's how you say what's up. What's not? Okay. Bonsoir. Adios. Sayonara. Bye. Konnichiwa. Alo. Hola. Buenos dias. Bye. So that wraps up this week's episode of Melanin Medley, and I'd love to hear what you think. Feel free to email me at d-e-m-e-l-a-v-e-r-d-a-d at gmail.com and keep the conversation going. I'd love to hear what you, your friends, and family thought about this week's topic. Email me your questions, your thoughts, and even suggestions you may have for future episodes. Feel free to follow me on social media at the Melanin Medley Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Until next time, keep your heads up, kings and queens, and I'll see you next week. Bye.